So you have a headache or a backache, just take an Advil or two, maybe a naproxen. A lot of people even have them on their desk at work. You get a headache, just take a couple. They're safe, right? Well, the FDA wants us to think again when we're taking this kind of medication. And John Holberg is back with us to talk about what are called NSAIDs, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, this time on Holberg's Picture of Health. So, John, that uh, bottle of uh, seemingly innocuous uh, Advil there on people's desks or Aleve, these highly marketed, readily available medications at any drugstore, generics, they might have a new warning on them from the FDA. And this has prompted some patients of yours this past week to ask about it. What's going on? Well, the FDA has uh, put forth a new drug safety communication. It was a seven-page document. Um, they haven't gone back to the drawing board, but they've been sort of reevaluating this really common, popular class, the NSAID medication class. And, you know, I think this is especially important because so many of them are available over the counter. There are many more that we prescribe. So all of us, I think, have used one of these meds at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even starting in childhood, we've probably used one of these. So we have known for a while that the use of them on some level may cause heart attacks and strokes. And okay, so that's not new information. It's not new information. In fact, the over-the-counter meds have already got some kind of warning to that effect on them, you know, warning consumers that, look, if you take this for a long time or in high doses, you may have a higher risk for heart attack or stroke. And I think that that may still exist, but with a stronger emphasis, you know, that we now know more, much more information about these meds. Okay, and that's really what the FDA is, is prompting this. First of all, let's go through the language of what yeah. they want to put on. And they say the risk of heart attack or stroke can occur as easily in the first weeks of using an NSAID. The risk may increase with longer use. The risk appears greater at higher doses. That's right. So while there's nothing new here, they have new data that supports this? Yeah. So they've really done some data mining. And, you know, this is modern medicine. We really, really want to make recommendations based on evidence. So they did a meta-analysis. They worked with Oxford University England, looking at all these really well-constructed studies that sort of look at this issue, the use of NSAIDs and the risk of heart attack and stroke, and have found that the longer you're on it, the higher the dose you take, whether or not you've had a heart attack or you seem like you're at high risk for one, there is just a higher risk in the general population of having a heart attack or stroke. Let's talk about these medications first. What we're talking about here and how they work, NSAIDs, yeah. stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, right? Yes, yeah, so non-steroidal. When people hear that word, you immediately think of sort of muscle-building steroids. But in mm -hmm. fact, there's a whole category, the glucocorticoid family. And prednisone is sort of the king of all anti-inflammatory drugs. Cortisone is another way we refer to that. We might do a cortisone injection. We might give people prednisone. We're not talking about that medication. These okay. are kind of like prednisone wannabes. You know, they're non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. They kind of want to act like that. They, they use part of that pathway. The other thing it's important to point out is that we're not talking about aspirin. Aspirin okay. technically is an anti-inflammatory drug, but most people take it for its antiplatelet effect. I'm on a baby aspirin a day, 81 mm -hmm. milligrams a day. I'm a, a guy who's older than 45 and I'm not over uh, 79 yet. And so the idea is that that is going to reduce my risk of having a heart attack, maybe stroke. But in men, we know that can reduce the risk of a heart attack. In women, it seems to reduce the risk of stroke. Mm -hmm. um, so one would think it would kind of help you out the other ways too. 
Finally, the other thing we're not talking about is Tylenol or acetaminophen, and that's in a completely different category. Really works on fever and pain, but not inflammation. Okay. So then we're left with this big category of of NSAID medications. Everyone's heard of ibuprofen, which is really Motrin and Advil, Proxim, which is sold as Aleve. Right. But then you get into things like Celebrex. Many people have heard of that one, or Mobic, uh, Daypro, Clinaril. Some of these are heavily marketed, others are not. For things like arthritis, right? That's right. Or aches and pains. Yeah, I mean, if you have especially an autoimmune condition or something that causes ongoing inflammation, then these medications can be really, really helpful to a point. My go-to drug when I get a bad headache or my neck is hurting, which results in a headache, I take three Advils. Boom. Don't even think about it. I just take it. But the good news is that's all I need is just that one-time dosing. But I've got a lot of patients over the years who have said that, you know, I'm taking 600 milligrams three times a day or 800 milligrams three times a day. And that's a bad idea on lots of levels. It can cause an ulcer. And now I would have to say if a patient presented to me like that, I'd say, gosh, you know, the data seems to suggest that that's going to put you at higher risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. And why is that? How do these drugs work? Yeah. So, Aspirin works to sort of make platelets, this sort of thing that's inside the bloodstream, these little tiny microscopic pieces, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of congeal together in kind of a spider web and they cause a clot. You want that if you've got, if you cut yourself. You don't want that if you, you know, in your heart or in your your brain, you know, the arteries that go to your brain supply with oxygen. You don't want that. So aspirin sort of keeps the blood flowing in a way. You know, it's not going to let that clotting occur as easily. But the interesting thing is that the NSAIDs decrease inflammation. Simultaneously, they seem to decrease the protective lining in a way of the blood vessels. So if that lining is more raw, let's say, or irritated, it's much more likely to provoke a clotting response. And so I think, and we don't know this for sure, but that's kind of the hypothesis that these drugs are causing something like that. They are sort of prothrombic. They're causing a thrombus or a clot. So that sounds very serious. And here we are, these widely available. You go to Costco and there's a bottle of like 500 <laughs> ibuprofens for one ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. No, it's no, crazy, I, right? I have one of those. And so, right, exactly. In other words, there they are in big jars. And now we're hearing that uh, they could cause, it sounds like, thrombosis. <laughs> but uh, this is serious stuff. It so is. what do we need to know? Well, here to first of all, let's, yeah, let's think about this for a second. So, yeah. Any over-the-counter medication is capable of causing any number of problems. Okay. Tylenol, about as safe as it comes. But we've had this conversation that the FDA wants to get rid of the 500 milligram variety because it's so ever-present and it's in all kinds of other preparations over-the-counter. Any kind of cold medicine, multi-symptom cold medicine. Yep. So people are overdosing inadvertently on Tylenol, acetaminophen, because they're also on a pain medication. They need someone to sleep. It's there. They've got a cough. And so then they're getting liver failure. Or people who, you know, want to do a suicidal gesture not realizing how fatal an overdose of Tylenol can be. So taking like that, just about the simplest, safest drug we've got, there's mm-hmm. some problems with it. Mm. So I think it's just reminding us, look, anything we put in our mouths other than just basic food is yeah. capable of causing some problems. And so it all needs to be done in a very careful way. I think we just need to be very cautious with it, like anything. I was kidding in a way about the tub, you know, the 500 (laughs) capsule jar, but in a way, doesn't marketing it like that lead you to think this is just one step above lifesavers? This is candy and nothing could possibly happen. I can take a handful of these. Right. Absolutely. There's no question. I mean, I think that that's, you know, we, these things are, I mean, they're woven into the pop culture zeitgeist. I mean, we don't even think about it. It's all, it is like candy. It's just like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, we have a jar at the clinic and, you know, we collectively will go to it when we have a headache and just don't think much of it. It's a big oversized jar. But it's not candy. We should be thoughtful about this. And, you know, I realized that, that I, I had heard this at a sports medicine conference years ago, that the, 
long-term use was not good for all kinds of reasons. And I've been sort of weaving into my conversation that, look, you've got this problem. You've got this pain. Why don't you try this high dose or even maximum dose of an anti-inflammatory medication uh, for how many times a day for four or five days? Mm-hmm. And if it's not better by then, if it hasn't resolved, then it's probably not going to resolve. And it's not going to do us any good to have you keep taking that for a month. And now, So we that's know. the key here is the length of the course of the uh, treatment? That really seems to be. If you, if you kind of you know go through the language of this communication that went out, right. and they talk about that the risk of heart attack or stroke can occur as early as the first weeks plural, not yeah. singular. Okay, right, so I think right. that that's really intentional. I, you know, This is no typo in the FDA's uh, statement uh, yeah. that they're talking about they weeks. They don't put typos in They there. don't put typos. So it's not going to be an issue of days, it's weeks. And so yeah. I think if people are reasonable about this, and you know what? If you look on the bottle, it's going to tell you that you should not be taking this ongoing because, you know. For the they, rest of your life. They all yeah. say every over-the-counter medication, if it goes on past a certain amount of time, consult your physician, consult a clinician, have a conversation about this. But you said there are people for whom these medications are a great and also inexpensive way to treat chronic conditions, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, I think okay. that that's why when Celebrex, when Vioxx, when Bextra hit the market. Well, Vioxx, they took off the market. They took that off because yeah. it was causing heart attacks and they yeah. took Bextra off as well. And Celebrex has kind of made the cut. Uh, Mobic is still out there as well. But the idea was like, okay, look, they're safe. We've kind of tweaked the molecules of those drugs. They're safer on your stomach. You're less likely to have a gastrointestinal bleed or a GI bleed. Sounds great. But now that we know this, it's going to be really hard to sort of say to patients, like, yeah, that's a great way of doing this. I think instead, we have to really look at, for example, pain. How are we treating it? Are you moving? Are you walking? Are you doing yoga? Are you getting acupuncture? Are you taking maybe even an opiate? I know that, you know, opiates have this sort of stigma attached to them, but for some chronic pain, I've got patients on that. And you know what? They're not going to have a heart attack or stroke on that. And, and so if it's done in a careful way, it can really diminish pain. So I think we just really need to take a very comprehensive look at this whole thing. As you said, patients came in just this week and asked about it. So basically, what is your message to them? They're concerned, right? Yeah. And in both cases, it yeah. was short-term use. Okay. And and the, and the reality is like, look, you're using it here and there occasionally. That's fine. There's no evidence that that act, that that, that low dose use is going to cause a heart attack or a stroke and that should be fine. But don't let that slip into two, three times a day for weeks on end. That truly seems to be a problem. John Holberg, thanks for a bit more insight into now a lot of letters here, the NSAID class of medications and what the FDA is talking about putting on them as a warning or a label. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Tom. Thank you. 